this is TNT Sports Podcast. QT Ski, LK. Let's go. TNT, we back. Yeah. Logging in and see that. Okay. Wins and losses, crazy crosses. Uh-huh. Holding one, talking golfing, rolling one. Got me coughing every weekend, so it's often. And I'm dropping every week. Name the topic we can speak. From the Rockets to the Heat. Well, the Rockets to the net. Slick, weird, big beard. On my James Harden flex. No one came as hard as this. Watch me Shannon sharpen it. I depart like marking this. TNT, that's a T with a hyphen. ENT, if you're typing, seeing me, that's a likeness. T.O.T. Shout my bikers, and we do it just Next like night. to the Max, it's like I'm Stephen A. Right Tag me in right your right subject. T-Top, Facebook, Graham, or Twitter page. Everywhere. Tell me who you loving. Big discussions for you, sport or house. Jackie Moon Big Tropics. What that like? Oakland straight 30 by. Tommy Brady Pockets. Who had grunk up in the party? Toss Lombardi, get it started. Mardi Gras Mike can't be guarded. My new spicy like New Orleans. Where the local national form, we get it. Working overtime, cafe, do mine with the coverage. I'm on you at no the line. No one came as hard as this. Watch me Shannon sharpen it. I depart like marking this. TNT, we back. Logging in and see that. Wins and losses, crazy crosses. Holding one, talking golfing, rolling one. Got me coughing every weekend, so it's often. And I'm dropping every week. Lame the topic, we just This TNT Sports Podcast episode number 94 and this morning I got fellow Bama State Hornet Joffrey with me this morning. Man, what's going on with you, Joffrey? What's going on, brother? How you doing today? Man, I'm good. I can't complain, man. Um, can you tell my people a little bit about yourself who don't know about your pressure? Everybody I know, you know for real. So you, you tell them everybody about yourself a little bit. Oh, man. I didn't know we were going to do the bio question. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm Joffrey Lester. I am um, a graduate of Alabama State. Currently, right now, I am the owner of Genesis Atlanta. It's a creative law from the middle of the city that gives budding creators and growing up entrepreneurs a chance um, to create in the artistic field and also have the opportunity to learn skills that they wouldn't necessarily get while working their nine to five. Cool, man. Like I said, I've been watching you, man. You've been doing your thing in Atlanta, man, with the um, Genesis Atlanta and the Genesis House, man. How did the whole concept come about? Before we get into the sports part, how did that come about? Uh, crazy enough, man, I um, I was playing around with having a space as a photographer for a long time. I played around with the camera. But I ran into this building. I was working on a brand campaign, um, and I passed this building while I was out checking my territory, and I just knew it would be perfect. So I pulled down the sign like three or four times. It had a uh, lease sign on it. And I finally pulled down the sign and the owner of the building saw me and was like, hey man, what are you doing? And I told him what my vision was and he instantly fell in love with it. And that was kind of the birth of Genesis Atlanta. Um, From there, we just started inviting creators in the community to come into the building. 
and give creativity a shot. So many people work nine to fives, but they work nine to fives where they're miserable or they their creative prowess really isn't paying the bills for them at the time. So I wanted to develop a space where when you get off work or if you're trying to start your journey in entrepreneurship, you can actually have a place that has the resources that you can afford to give your opportunities a shot. Man, that's dope, man. That's a dope idea, man. Creative space with people doing what all can you do it with the spaces? Like, I know you can do photography and a whole bunch of different stuff, photos, like a whole bunch of what all can you do there? Yeah, so primarily a lot of photographers do love the space because there's a lot of different backgrounds within the building, but we actually do a lot of programming that people don't know about. Every Wednesday, we have students from um, Grace and Tech come down and learn audio engineering principles. We also do every second Wednesday of the month, we do a spoken word networking mixer kickback. I know that title's long, but that's what it turns into. <laughs> the spoken word is, is kind of the draw, but it's usually um, full of entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs that are in the community, and we just kind of break bread with each other give everybody the opportunity to talk on the mic and there's been so many partnerships and deals that just came from our spoken word um kickbacks that we've also partnered with another nonprofit um that Andre Duranis started called the Creative Academy and Mud Made Men. So we're actually making an impact helping out the youth of the city. So it's it's more than just a photography studio, but we do a, a lot of a lot of things over here. Man, that's dope, man. And what about the Genesis House? How did that come about as well? I know it's like an Airbnb. Somebody Yo, else? so, yeah, heartbreaker. COVID killed Genesis House. What? Um, yeah, so it was a super great creative loft for you to stay in. Yeah. But what happened was when COVID hit, our price point was kind of for the people who... I don't want to say can't necessarily afford those kind of luxuries, but we we were the barrier of entry was pretty low. Yeah. So when COVID hit, those clientele weren't as consistent, and then we had to kind of shut down for safety reasons as well. So that's what happened. But there's another one in the works, and there's actually an upgrade to Genesis Atlanta itself in the works soon within the next year and a half. We're looking at a bigger building. We're just kind of trying to solidify some things with the city now. So stay tuned. It's coming back. Yeah, I got to be there for that, man. <laughs> uh, what what put you on the path to being an entrepreneur, man? Like, uh, you know, just being, I know you kind of use in the Army um, and going to college state, man. Like, what inspired you to be an entrepreneur? Uh, I worked when I, when I finished grad, well, going through grad school and after I graduated grad school with my MBA, I was working at Hewlett Packard. And I had been working there for five years and I got my five-year pen. And I didn't, like, when they gave me my pen and gave me my little hand claps and my cupcake, I realized I had spent five years of my life and didn't know it. Like, you know how you get people in there like, yo, I worked a job for 20, 30 years. Yeah. You ask yourself how. And I, right then I realized how it could happen um, because it was, I didn't know that I had wasted so much time within those blue walls of that cubicle. And I had made the decision then that I was going to bet on myself. So once I decided to do that, I knew that the entrepreneur path was going to be a journey that I was going to embark on. 
that's dope, man. I mean, that seems like the way to go to be an entrepreneur, man, instead of working for somebody. Cause like I said, I talk to um, people all the time about it. I'm just like, man, we we working, but while the head person on the beach chilling while we slaving, man. And you know, we just I don't know, man. It just ain't a good feeling. I'm gonna tell you right now. But definitely, well, I, you know, I I like both sides of it though. Cause I've worked corporate, I've worked <laughs> contracts. I still kind of play with contracts here and there, just when I'm requested. But they, people underestimate what being an entrepreneur really is. Um, it is a lot of work, and yeah. there's they kind of um, glamorize it a bit to where it's like, oh, you don't have to work once you get your own stuff. You're your own boss. Well, that that work is like four times as hard. Even with Genesis Atlanta, like one of the things that you have to remember is the infrastructure. You have to put some of those things in place to run. And when you're at a corporate business, you kind of take take it for granted that there is a full marketing team, there is a sales team, there is a graphic designer. And when you're an entrepreneur and on a minimal budget, you become all of those, or you have to take time to source out a lot of the things on your own. Yeah, that's dope information right there, man. Uh, so we're gonna jump into the sports side of it, man. I know you're a vocal person, man. What you think about the whole NFL situation with Brian Flores and stuff, man? What you think about that? And Levy Smith just got hired in Houston as well. So what you, what you think about that? So two things. I don't think he's wrong. Right. I just don't know if he was the right person for it. Um, and I, I say that just because he, he was coming from a losing team and his situation wasn't favorable enough for him to make that kind of noise. It's almost sounding like... Like if, he, if my my question is if he would have had a winning season and they would have been dominant, would he had the same speech? Right. Would he be? Would he have taken the same position? So that's the that's my only question about the situation. But I don't think he's wrong in his lawsuit, and I believe there's some validity there. I think it's going to be very hard for him to prove. But um, and. If it was if it was Tomlin that said this after a winning season, then maybe more people would pay attention. But I think because he's coming from the Dolphins and and he didn't have a favorable season, that the majority of people are gonna look at it like you're only making this noise because you sucked or <laughs> your team sucked, which is unfortunate because everything he is talking about is about his stance. I just don't think he was necessarily the right person that could carry this torch as much as he needs to or as much as he perceives to. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, like Mike Tomlin, that probably would have been a better example of somebody who talked about that. So definitely, I mean... That would have shut down the NFL, I think. Yeah. If Mike Tomlin would have said something, it would have been a huge uproar and I think more changes would have been made. Yeah, because he, he never had a losing season either. So, I mean, it looked good for him to say that, but... Like you said, uh, he right, but you know, I, I get what you're saying too. So that definitely makes sense. Cause they saying if he would have said nothing, did the lawsuits, he would have been the Houston Texans coach instead of Levy Smith. So I was like, dang. So I mean, I don't know, yeah. I don't know, believe that or not. So I don't know. Well, and I was re I read the statement that his attorneys released, um, saying that he felt like now he's blackballed. Oh well, yeah, I saw that too. Of, of course, that's gonna happen though. Like, right. I don't know what he would expect if it was anything different. Yeah. He even said that, too. He's like, I may not get to coach in the NFL again, but I'm going to file this lawsuit. He saw what happened to Kaepernick, but 
know. Yeah, Kaepernick's situation was a whole lot different, and he also had an opportunity. Um, Kaepernick had an opportunity to go play again, um, but he didn't. Um, and he also was compensated financially as well. So that that's that's a different animal within itself. I think Brian is in a position now where he pretty much is over with, unfortunately, yeah. because he probably didn't get a fair shake. And knowing what I know of being in the positions that I am, I would be willing to bet he didn't get a fair shake. However, it's kind of like when you see some of these artists that spend so much time in the music industry and they're super woke 10 years later, it's because they had to get in there first. They had to get their money up first. They had to get their reputation up enough. So now when they make enough noise, people actually care enough to make a change. Yeah, it makes sense, man. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, we'll see what happened with that, man, because like I said, it's, it's just really beginning. So we'll see what happened with that, man. Um, and uh, like I said, it was only one. It was one coach in the NFL, which was Mike Tuttle for Pittsburgh, man. Like I said, he never had a losing season. So like I said, we'll see what happened with that situation. But next up, man, the COVID vaccine. Like, how you feel about the whole COVID vaccine with the whole Kyrie situation and players in the NFL and NBA that don't want to get the COVID vaccine? What's your thoughts on that? I'm extremely proud of Kyrie for taking a stand and doing what he needs to do. Um, I believe the vaccine should be a personal choice. Right. Um, especially um, now. It's still still early, and I, I'm a firm believer in if you want to get the vaccine, get it. I'm not one of those people who judge, but if you don't, then you don't, but you have to take the proper precautions. I'm also, when it comes to the vaccine, um, the only weird feeling I have about it is when people are vaccinated, they act as if they can't carry or transmit the virus. Right, exactly. And, and that is one of the biggest things that I have a problem with because now we open up these venues and we do all these events now and they're saying, okay, you could come in with no mask, no no true PPE or anything if you're vaccinated when most of the time they are the carrier spreading the virus. So right. Just because you're vaccinated does not mean that you can't transmit or transfer it to anybody else. So I think we just need to all be careful and we all need to continue to make our own decisions. That's best for our person and our family. Facts. I agree, man. Like you said, man, people think just because I got the vaccine, they tell me I got the vaccine. I'm like, okay, what that mean? <laughs> like, I had, COVID, I had COVID a couple weeks ago and I got it from somebody that had the vaccine, man. Just people care. Absolutely. Man. So Absolutely. I take very, I take pride in that, man. You got to think about, like, I lost people that I know through COVID, so it ain't no joke. So I don't, I don't know why people got that mindset. Like, once it hit, once it hit close to home, you'll see. <laughs> you understand? Yeah. It ain't fake, man. It's definitely real, but one, one of the things that, that I always used to talk to people about is I personally don't get, since I've gotten out of the military, I don't get flu shots anymore because I get really, really sick when I get them. Yeah. But I have never been ostracized for not taking a flu shot, or I've never been not allowed to go anywhere for not taking a flu shot. The flu still kills plenty of people every year. Right. Um, one is enough, honestly. So I just kind of leave it up to personal choice, but we, we still have to be careful. Wash your hands. <laughs> yeah, like, come on. You, really you should have been doing that before COVID even came, though. You should have been doing that. That's something you ought to have been doing. Right. Wash your hands. Right. And we still don't even know if it's truly airborne or not. Um, you know, I'm a conspiracy theorist. Quote fingers when I say that. I know we're <laughs> just on the phone, but I believe where there's smoke, there's fire, and everything isn't always what it seems. So, 
it is, man. That's, that's crazy, man. Like I said, it's it's on a personal. I know people that die from COVID, so it's not a joke. Honestly, man. So take care of yourself for sure, man. Wear a mask. Wash your hands. Like I said, you should be doing that anyway. I mean, you should go to the bathroom and wash your hands. Teach his own, but that's just my thought, man. But, uh, yeah, man, but like the Kyrie situation, man. Kyrie, they had him going on road games instead of playing at home. How, how you felt about that, man? Because, I, I mean, like you said, I'm proud of him taking the stands the way he believed, man. But it, it kind of felt like they're using him, too, at the same time when it's benefiting yeah, them. absolutely are, but they they paid him enough for him to be used. Yeah. Um, so that's that's kind of the, the nature of the business, man. He's still at work, and it looks like entertainment for us, but that's his job. Yeah. Like, there's certain things you do at your job or can or cannot do at your corporate job that the NBA is a corporate job. Yeah. They're, they're employees, so they are using him, but he's still able to make a stand as much as possible. So I commend him for at least doing that. But there's only so much he can do. Yeah. So and even I, I question highly if even all the fans in New York are truly vaccinated. Like True. there was a whole, you know, like how how are you gonna pick out him and you're not going into depth and checking those vaccine cards and stuff like that when people are walking in. So, uh, a lot of this doesn't make sense. Right. But they've politicized something that has killed thousands of people. So, it's it's, it's going to be tricky regardless. Yeah, man. It's crazy, man. Like I said, just protect yourselves and do what's right for you and your family. That's all I can say at the end of the day, man. Uh, Pro Bowl just happened, man, in Vegas, man. One of my, one of our own got arrested. <laughs> Alvin Kamara. <laughs> what do you think yeah, about that, man? They just released his mugshot. Somebody in the club or something like that? Yeah, he punched somebody, man. They just released his mugshot, like, literally, probably 30 minutes ago. And that's wild. That's crazy. It's wild, but I, I, I hate to be like this. I, I'm not a victim blamer, but it's like, I, I find it hard to believe that people just haul off and punch people in the face. So what they do to him? Like, you know what I mean? Like, he, he had to be provoked in some way, maybe. And maybe that's the wrong way to look at it. But oh. these dudes understand they're making millions and they have a lot on the line. There has to be some kind of barrier of consciousness that says, you know what, I'm not going to do this or I'm going to turn the other cheek. Yeah. So once that threshold is passed, it must have been something very agitating for oh. somebody to get their ass with. Okay. And I don't know the full details, but I can only assume. I mean, like being that being on that level, man, of a black athlete, man, you you a target. So any way that they can get you to mess up, and you know, cause they love you when you're doing good, but when you so you make a, a mess up, they talk bad about you, man. So some situations you gotta walk from, man. It's, if you're in them situations, man, you are you are the eye of the city. I mean, you a big time football player. You are making all this money, shoot, everything against you for real. <laughs> so it's a positive and a negative at the same time. So I don't know. Understand that too, but one thing that I don't like is we pretend like these aren't human beings. Yeah, they are human beings for sure. They're, yeah. they're human beings, and I think we've all been pushed, especially myself. Like it was around for a while. Like there, there comes a point where your buttons get pushed so much. Well, I know. Where it's like, <laughs> how, how many times do I walk away? And the only way, like you said, true enough, you're a target. But does that mean you're supposed to live in isolation? Right. Yeah, so, I mean, but we don't like I say we don't know who what happened. It could have been a, a white person call him the the end bomb, man. We don't know. So yeah, but does that give? See now, that's a whole different story. Yep. Like I, I'm in Georgia, man, and I, I travel a lot. 
been called a nigga a bunch of times. Yeah. It, it doesn't bother me as much um, because I'm not going to get shook out of my position. So if that's what shook him out of his position, that's unfortunate. I mean, because we, we can't control racist people at this point. You can't. You can't. Like I said, me being from Alabama, man, I'm, I'm familiar with that too. So yeah, I mean, it's right. like, a, it's so like, imagine whatever. if you got in a fight every time somebody dropped an yeah. M bomb on you, bro, you'd be in prison. Right. It's just words, man. It don't even bother me, man. But people fight over that word. I mean, it just it was it. And I understand why we do. Yeah. Um, and I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like I'm some saint and I haven't got into altercations. But I'm also not the face of a franchise either. That's feeding not only myself, my family, and other members of my community. So um, if I if I slap somebody for calling me an M bomb, then you know nobody loses any sleep. Right. But if he does it, like it's gonna be a whole bunch of public outcry, and that ripple effect is a lot bigger. So you have to be mindful. Yeah. yeah, when it comes to your family and stuff for sure, man, definitely, man. Yeah, he, he just got him. I think him and Celia Cooper from the uh, Sparks together now too, man. So I don't know, but that's crazy, man. That's what's up. Yeah, yeah, that's what's up, man. But and Tom Brady, man, he finally let it go. Easy though. <laughs> I don't believe anything Tom Brady says, man. I, he might go back and play for the Dolphins for all we know, man. Um, just to prove a point. Yeah, he's out of here though, but. Man, dude was great. I tried my hardest not to like him, but he was an outstanding yeah. football player. And for him to get picked up that late in the draft, man, and do accomplish what he accomplished, that's major, man. Honestly, yeah. you can't you can't deny he is the greatest at the at the same time. He's like one of the best to do it. Uh, what about Matt Ryan, man? <laughs> like, what's what's up with him, man? He was still the truth. Like, man, so you, you know, I was a member of, of that staff for for a couple of years, and. Um, man, I'm probably gonna get killed for saying this, but I, I I think it's his time to go, and it's been his time to go. I know on paper, numbers and things like that, he's still a top five quarterback. Yeah, I get it, I get it. Um, but there's something about team camaraderie and chemistry that wins games that you can't quantify with numbers. Uh, he. In my opinion, he just doesn't have that. He doesn't exude that that desire, that championship hunger. Um, and I've watched him for years now. And it's like I see what he's capable of. And people could argue the weapons and stuff like that, which is correct. The offensive line isn't helping him much at all either. However... I, I still believe in heart and chemistry. I'm still a huge Tim Tebow fan. Even when he tried to come back as a tight end, I was for him <laughs> just because of the way he played and the impact that he had on the field. Yeah. Um, he know his mechanics weren't perfect. No, he might make a mistake or two, but it made for entertaining football and to see his teammates rally around him. Right. Matt Ryan makes one mistake and the Falcons all drop their head because they know the game's <laughs> Yeah, man. And with you being on the staff, man, how did it feel when Julio wanted to leave? He needed to. Um, I think Julio was fed up with losing. He was also fed up with some of the same conversations that we had. If you have, if you're at the one-time number one receiver and have a top five quarterback, and you're not winning games, that could be extremely frustrating. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't think Julio will ever be the Julio that was on top of his game those first couple of years, especially in Tennessee. 
Uh, because I remember um, Shannon Sharp called him on Undisputed. <laughs> he said, I'm out of there. Like, he was gone. I'm like, I, I thought yeah, it was a joke. I remember man. that, too. And, and the thing is, though, it, it, there's there's a lot of politics that's wrapped around that. Like, how can you get the ball if there's no offensive line to protect the quarterback that throws it to you? Right. Or if every time you have a 200-yard game and you still lose. Yeah. <laughs> like, if, if you, you you got three touchdowns, 200 plus yards and you still lose yeah. on, on more than one occasion. Yeah, that's true. And so, uh, I don't know, man. But, I mean, I, I really didn't pay attention to what he did in Tennessee, man. So, I didn't really hear that much about him in Tennessee. So, I, I probably made that much noise. Well, he didn't make a lot of noise, but he was hurt. Okay. okay. And then they also have a top receiver over there, too. It's not like he was just the only option. Right. So, they, like, if he, Julio didn't play, they were fine. They still had a decent season, and then they were able to offset with the running game. Right. Yeah, man. So, if I was Julio, I would have left too because all the attention is going to be on me. We don't have a running game. They're going to blitz the hell out the quarterback, so I'm not going to get the ball. They, The Falcons didn't have enough pieces for Julio to stay and actually win. Right, right, right. And then, okay, we'll jump to this right camp. What about your boy Antonio Brown? What's up? What's going on with him? What, how you feel about his situation? As an athlete or as Just a person? Both. Both. As an athlete, he's still an outstanding wide receiver. Right. Um, and as an athlete, I will still want him on my team. Right. Um, but his personal issues, man, make you forget how good of a football player he is. Yeah. Um, but I have a hard time also calling people crazy because for me I just don't think people react like that with no reason right now is it an overreaction that's the question but is it a valid reaction to, to feel like you're underappreciated or you're always a target or something is against you if, if that is a fact then that's a fact how you react to it is what blows everything up and why people don't like Antonio Brown. Right. But the reasoning behind it, if it's a fact, then how can you question it? Right. Um, I mean, I, I know what he did to the whole thing when he walked off the field during the it was live game going on. He walked off the field and started doing jumping jacks. I just bust out laughing, man. It's almost funny yeah. to me. <laughs> it was funny to me. It, it, it was funny. He's a character. <laughs> he, he's still himself. Yeah. But we have to ask why, though. Right, why? Why would an athlete that makes decent money, that is actually on the wave, and who's to say if he didn't play that they wouldn't have made it to the Super Bowl again? Because when once all those receivers went down at the end of the game, what other options did they have when they made it to that next game? To the What was that, the divisional round? Yeah. They had an opportunity to win. Brady didn't have anybody to throw it to. Yeah, man. The whole team keyed in on Evans, and then they had two drop passes from those receivers who nobody even knew who they were. Yeah, I mean another thing too, man. Like he he hadn't been making no noise lately, like a lot of crazy stuff, man. So I was shocked when he did that. So I thought it would be good in Tampa though, but so we don't know what really happened. I tell people that all the time. We don't know what happened because with the coach, him and the coach, man. Um, the coach went and hit one of the players in the head after that. So we don't like we don't know. Like I, I can't really speak on something that I don't know about. Honestly. Yeah. So I just, that is true. 
but also this isn't his first time yeah. doing this. So there, there has to be some self-reflection and some self-checks on his behalf. So, but again, we're, we're talking about the reaction, yeah. not necessarily the fact that caused the reaction. His reaction is the problem. Um, so like, I'm not saying what happened to him didn't happen and it was wrong, was right or wrong, but how he's reacting to these things when he's in that position is. Yeah. I mean, for that corporate setting, maybe not to him, but it's wrong to be in the NFL. Right. You're still out of job. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. That's true, man. But I mean, after that, he started making rap videos. So I mean, he's a rapper now, I guess. Yeah, man. Hey, maybe he'll take off doing that. I don't think that's it, man. You said that album go go what? I don't know, man. I don't know about that one. I mean, it was alright, man, but it was nothing I would ride to, man. <laughs> Straight up, man. But we go and last but not least, man. Do you think the Hawks go win the championship anytime soon? Come on, man. Not really. I don't but, know. You know. <laughs> I don't know, man. On, Nate man. doing his thing, man. I don't know. They looking alright. They do every year. Yeah, they choke. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, like, I, I, <laughs> man, I've been in Atlanta, what, 11 years now? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I would love to see it. We got the Braves going. And then we had Atlanta United, but nobody seems to care about soccer. I actually worked on that championship team. So, I mean, that was, that was big for the city, but, you know, people don't really care about the MLS. But yeah. basketball and football, man, it's, it's going to take it's gonna take man. I don't know. I hope they make a believer out of me. Yeah, I mean, with the Braves, man, that was a good look for the A two though. That was definitely a good. Yeah, look. it was. Now, I'm not a huge baseball fan, but I did jump on that bandwagon. It was exciting to see them and what they were doing for the city, man. even though they're out in Cobb County now, <laughs> but they still <laughs> counted as Atlanta. Right, man. That's it, Jeffrey, man. Um, can you give my people your Instagram information or your Facebook or your social media <clears throat> information? Yeah, I am terrible at social media, but you can follow <laughs> me at Barely Sane on Instagram. is my personal page. Um, for photography services, you can follow me under at Charlie Shutterspeed. And then follow the business, Genesis Atlanta, at Genesis Atlanta. We're doing a lot of good things for the youth of the city and entrepreneurs. So if you follow any of those pages, give Genesis and let us follow. Follow what we're doing. Look at the impact we're making on the community and look at the resources we are providing to entrepreneurs. I truly appreciate it. Cool, man. Joffrey, man, I appreciate you taking time, man. Be on the no, show. Not a problem, man. Thanks for having me. And Joffrey, remember Omega Sci-Fi, too, so shout out to all the Q's out there as well. You know it. I, I, and a big brother, Bell. Shout out to all y'all, man. <laughs> Man. Yeah, man, the stories I can tell you, man, but I'm not going to put it out on the podcast. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> man, Jarvis, man, I appreciate you, bro. Nah, not a problem, man. You have a great one. All right, man. This TNT Sports Podcast, episode number 94, good morning.